Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life, so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel, and ladies, I have a question for you. Are you tired of feeling like you're the one putting in all the effort to make your relationships work? Then go to speakingofpartnership.com right now and click on the big red Tell Me More button and find out how you can get men to do their part. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I can't even tell you how excited I am today to bring you our featured guest, Preston Smiles. Preston, welcome to the show. What's up, Ken? Thank you for having me. Hey, absolutely. And I don't know, you you may be one of those people out there who haven't heard of Preston. You're one of the few left on the planet, but (laughs) let me give you a background, because Preston Smiles is like nobody in the speaking or personal development world. He is breaking all the rules. He's carving his own path. He's an emerging next generation thought leader, and he actually recently won the Millennial Mentor Award by Alexa Magazine. His forthcoming book, Love Louder, is being published by Simon & Schuster, and it'll hit the shelves on June 7th. He generates millions of views with his message of love, authenticity, and creativity. He is making a huge impact with his loyal social media tribe and unique gift to make the complex simple. Preston, take a minute and fill in any blanks from the intro and and give us a glimpse into your personal life, if you would. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually in um, in my uh, community room uh, with my fiancé right now, Alexi Panos. Um, Her and I are um, transformational nerds. We (laughs) love, 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 love the human experience and we love pressing the... Press the envelope and and um, diving into ourselves so we can support humanity in um, seeing who and what they truly are. And you know, one of the distinctions and things that we live from is that you can't intervene in a world that you truly cannot see. And so many people are trying to change. And I'm doing quotes here. If you could see me, you would see my quote hands. Um, so many people are trying to change things from the top layer. And our work is about getting deep, deep down to the roots because that's where deep, lasting change happens. And um, we support people in understanding that it's not, um, the, the context determines the content. So um, where you're coming from is more important than what you're going after and um, becoming the space for what you're calling in. So that's a little bit about what I'm up to and what I'm up to with my fiance, Alexi Penos. That's fantastic. Well, let me ask you, Preston, because as you can tell from our show, it's it's about partnership. And, and one of the things that I found is really helpful is to have, I call it a guiding principle, but it could be a quote, it could be a mantra, something that kind of keeps you on track yes. regarding partnership. And I'm wondering, what do you use for that and, and how can our listeners apply that? Okay, so Alexi and I have a very unique situation. I mean, not super unique, but we both are staring at the same mountaintop, and we were before we met each other. So with or without Alexi, I was headed towards what I was headed towards, and with or without me, she was as well. So we've come together, and everything has exponentially grown because we're like beautiful like workout partners who have sex and kiss each other and stuff. And um, (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing. Um, but one of the traps of working with your partner is you can get so caught up in the work that you forget 
the, the magic of the relationship. You can get so caught up in the business that we forget to um, keep the romance and the fun. And so for us, the F word is one of the biggest things. It's our guiding principle is, are we having fun? And yes, there will be hard times and, you know, things that will challenge us. But always returning back to play. Like we tickle and tackle and smack each other's asses. And like, you know, she... She probably gets tired of me touching her butt. Like it's, I, I just love, I love her, and she's my friend, and she's my partner, and we make sure that fun is the guiding principle. I love it. Yeah. See, I always thought the F word was feelings, but <laughs> I'm glad you've redefined that for us. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Well, Preston, let me ask you because one of the things that our listeners love about the show is the stories that our guests share, and and they're always so generous and so genuine in what they share with us. And what I'd love to do is is ask you to share with us a story of a time in your life when you well you kind of tripped up in a partnership, and and just let us know what were you doing, what what did you trip up on, and 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 then what did you learn from that experience that helped you move forward. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. So one of the things I, I have a video on YouTube and, and Facebook called uh, How to Attract the One. And, and in that video, I talk about the importance of the two, the three, the four and the five, which are all the people you date before you meet your one. And um, a story for me that was really uh, monumental in my growth was... Um, I was, I was a kid. I mean, not a kid, but I was 25, um, which was 10 years ago for me, um, dating uh, a really amazing woman who's now one of my best friends, and I hang with her husband and her family all the time now, named Olivia Fisher. And um, what I learned in that relationship, you see, Olivia was going through something very tough at the time of our relationship. And as a man, um, you know, we've been taught to be fixers, to fix the problem. Um, we, we search and destroy. So I was, every time she would cry when going through this personal journey that she was going through or, or anything that she was up to, um, I would try to fix it, try to hurry up and fix it. Um, not really understanding the feminine and what that, what that means. So one of the biggest lessons for me um, throughout my journey is understanding that it's not my job to fix anyone or anything. And sometimes, um, particularly when it comes to females, understanding we all have masculine and feminine energy, but when it comes to females in a partnership, sometimes um, the partner just needs to share, just needs to say things, just needs to get it out. And it doesn't have to mean anything about me and it doesn't ha I don't have to fix it. Sometimes she just needs to just say stuff, you know? And that's been beautiful because, um, you know, my edge has been to try to make it all work out so everything is always quote unquote peaceful and like that's not life that's that's just a little bit of it yeah i'm, I'm so glad you brought that up preston it's it's one of my my personal passions is helping us as as you know men and women understand our differences so we can actually be more in harmony yes and the one you give is such a great example because you're right guys we we want results Yes. <laughs> We're like, well, how can we get the answer to this? How can we fix this? How can we solve this? And we have no idea you would ever just want to talk about it. Yes. Yes. That's totally. so foreign to us that we're just yeah. like, why would you do that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so thanks for bringing that one up. That's good. Yeah. So let me let me ask you kind of a, it's similar, but a different thing that I think is really important. And, and 
I'd love for you to share a story with us, Preston, about a, a time when you had, I call it a duh moment. You know, that time when you're just like, seriously, I can't believe I've missed this for so long. Mm. And what did that wake up moment do as far as creating a building block for your future partnerships? Mm. Yeah, you know, the beautiful part that I've come to realize and know is that I'm always in a relationship with myself. And so um, while, yes, it is important to focus on the other um, and compromise and all of the beautiful things that happen when you're in a relationship, um, I, I guess, hmm, let me think about, because I have so many of them, I have like 40 million of them, if, we're, if I'm being honest here. Um, hmm. You know, uh, I'm a recovering people pleaser. So, mm. um, my mother was a powerhouse woman, and so was my sister. They're very particular personalities, both gigantic personalities, and I grew up in a household um, in my formative years where, um, you know, I wasn't taught how to be with women when they're on their menstrual cycles and, you know, emotions and all the beauty and the magic that can create a life when that comes up as a seven-year-old and a six-year-old and a nine-year-old, I didn't know how to be with that. So I began that fixer thing where the people pleaser in me was trying to figure it out and do whatever I could so there were no quote-unquote explosions um, in the house. And now fast forward to you know, a 30-something-year-old male. And the duh moment for me was I tend to work better and to be more of myself when I return to nature. So I love surfing. I went this morning. I hopped on my bike, put my board on my bike, and went surfing. And... I wasn't making the uh, association that when I'm playing, when I'm in play and in nature and having experiences where even if it's basketball and I get to just like roughhouse with, with uh, you know, another guy and just like get that energy out, that it creates a space for me when I come back where there's a calmness, there's a peace about me. Um, and I wasn't making that connection until I made the connection and I went, duh, wow. What a, what a relief, you know, because I get so wound up and anybody who's, you know, running their own business or really trying to, um, in the process of creating their dreams, you can get, we can get so caught up in, you know, the dream and the vision and in the relationship and the kids that we forget to take time for ourselves. So what I'm really saying is, is that the dumb moment for me was when I took time for myself and align with what matches with my true soul signature, which is nature, which is play, which is um, getting out and, and not having it all figured out, that it affected the partnership and the relationship. Yeah, that's, that's such an important thing for us men to recognize because I think we don't realize how much, we will we'll literally bankrupt ourselves energetically, yes. emotionally, so many different ways because we're, we're so focused on protecting and providing first that we won't even consider what we need to be able to do that. Yes. And it's so easy for us to, like you said, it, it compromises the relationship, the partnership. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Well, let's let's shift gears a little bit here, Preston. I, I, I'd like to ask you to share with us a, a, a story of, I call it 
one of those proudest partnership moments. And sometimes it's romantic or family or career, whatever area it shows up. But the way I identify them is it's, it's one of those moments where if you think about it, you can't help but smile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, you know, there's so many as of recent, um, because Alexi and I have just gotten back from a three-month tour in Australia, New Zealand, and Bali, leading workshops, and we had so many um, things that happened financially and, and um, in our relationship that were like, wow, this is happening. Um, but you know what? One of my favorite moments um, with her and in our partnership came last year at Burning Man, now, Burning Man is a festival in the desert for anybody who doesn't know, um, where you live out in the desert and everything gets created and then they burn this giant man to symbolize the impermanence of life. And Alexi and I were at Burning Man and we did something that uh, I've never done. I've been to Burning Man five, six years in a row. And this time we chose to walk out onto the playa, which is the place where, every, where all the art installations and cars and uh, just amazing things are, are happening. And on this walk, just slowly walking, we came across all of these little beautiful little magical things that could only happen with us right then and there at that very moment. You know, everything from like little, and, and I'm saying this as, a, hmm, as anything negative, but like, you know, uh, um, we walked past a tent and we heard all of this commotion and you know just like two little kids we went up to it and we were like let's see so we lifted up the bottom of the tent and like bit crouched down and we looked in there and there was like midgets hula hooping and or little people hula hooping and you know nothing to against little people but this was just like one of those moments where we're like what is happening and then you know maybe 10 20 minutes later we end up um, in this like fire ring with this guy from who knows where, who's having the time of his life pulling this little chain that shoots fire. So imagine like um, this little Asian guy with glasses on who's dancing to techno music really hard and he's pulling this little chain and every time he pulls the chain, fire shoots out of this like little spout. And it's like, it's the greatest moment of his life. <laughs> and for us, we were just like, how perfect is this? And you know, it was moments like that, that it's the little things for us. And that was one of those times where the whole night, and we were out for probably six to eight hours, just roaming from place to place. Um, that was so magical and perfect. Just a perfect moment with nothing, nowhere to go, nothing to, nowhere to get to, no agenda in mind. Just two beautiful souls who've chosen to meet in this plane having the time of our lives with each other, like two 13-year-old kids. Yeah, it was just special. That is really cool. I mean, it's, it speaks so much to, you know, just being present. Yes, absolutely. What's there and taking it in for what it is and enjoying that in the moment and then move on to the next moment. Yes, yes, wow. yes, yes. That's awesome. Well, I mean, clearly there's a lot happening for you right now. <laughs> and I mean, there's no doubt I, I've been, you know, ever since you, we got this schedule on the, the calendar, I've taken a couple of looks at things you're doing. And it's just you're everywhere. And I'm wondering what what would you say is just pick one of the partnerships right now that's just 
blowing your doors off. That's just super exciting. It's happening right now in your life. Mm. <sighs> yeah. Well, the partnership with even with, with Simon and Schuster with with our publisher is pretty amazing um, because they they had a conversation with us around having us be the new Stephen King for them. You know, Stephen King wrote a lot of books for Simon yeah. and Schuster, and. You know, that's really exciting when someone sees and gets the vision and is ready to put their machine behind it and support you and uh, supporting humanity, you know, because that's, that's the big thing for us. We know that all of this, the things are temporary, you know, they're all, everything is transitory, it's all circulating and, and the stuff that we have will be owned by somebody else or be trash one day. So it's not about the stuff, it's about the, the, the experience of life. You know, and once you know, you can't unknow. And we're in that place where it's like, it's our job now. We are messengers, messengers for love, to support people. And having um, for so long, and still a lot of what we're up to is, is done by ourselves. And a lot of people are like, dude, how are you doing that? It's like 42 balls in the air that we're juggling between. <laughs> and, and we're getting married in July. Like literally, we looked at the calendar the other day, and we'll only be in the States for 70 out of 360 days. Like it's just ridiculous. So um, I, like I leave tomorrow. I leave at 5.30 in the morning to Texas, and we'll come back, and then we'll go to Mexico, and then we'll come back, and then we'll go to Africa, and then we'll go to London. And then it's like there's so much happening. Um, but it's beautiful to know that we have a team. It's that partnership with Simon Schuster, which you know, came out of nowhere. Actually, I can tell you that story. So um, I am the founder of something called the Love Mob, which is organized acts of love. And we've taken a break over the last two years, but a couple years ago, we were going really strong. And um, some pretty amazing people got to experience some of these love mobs, which are essentially like flash mobs for love, where we, you know, do good um, um, in masses groups and one of the people who went to one nominated me into something called ATL which is the Association of Transformational Leaders and um, I ended up getting in and I went to my first conference which is in Lake Arrowhead you know with all of these amazing transformational leaders from Jack Canfield to like you name them they're there right and um, the last day of the conference I came into the lunchroom and everybody was already sitting together because I woke up late that morning. And you know, it was like being 14 all over again, um, trying to figure out what table to sit at and like, yeah. where the cool kids are, right? And I reminded myself, I took a deep breath, I centered myself and I reminded myself that I was here for service, no matter what you know, labels or titles were on this whole thing. So I saw this guy sitting in the back by himself. And I said, oh, I never met that guy, let me go sit with him. And I went and I introduced myself and we, and his name is Bruce Cryer, and we had a blast. I mean, for two hours, we just laughed our asses off. And at the end, Bruce said, I, you know, we talked about what he was up to, and he said, yeah, you know, I'm the former CEO of um, HeartMath Institute, and now the current CEO of Lissa Rankin's company. And I said, oh, amazing, cool. And he's like, what are you up to, Preston? I told him what I was up to, and he said, amazing. You know, and that was nothing to it. And I explained that I was writing a book called Love Louder and all of this stuff. And... A few weeks later, I got an email that I was CC'd in 
between, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Gabrielle Bernstein, mm -hmm. but, but Gabrielle Bernstein's agent, who was also Lisa Rankin's agent, and a lot of other people's, was, I was in a message with her that Bruce, unbeknownst to me, was having a conversation about this kid Preston that he met. <laughs> and unbeknownst to Bruce, Michelle had just signed a deal with Simon & Schuster to no longer be an agent, but to come on as a publisher. And so I got on a call with her. Long story short, the whole thing was supposed to be a 10-minute call. It turned into an hour call. Then she finds out about Alexi and, and the powerhouse that she is. We go to New York. We have a meeting. And the whole thing turns into this three-book deals, like stupid, beautiful, like financially. Like the whole thing was just like, what? And none of it, we, we didn't do it the traditional route. It was all from just being of service. So that relationship with ATL, which has led to Simon & Schuster and which is leading to a million other things, is the one that I'm excited about. Yeah, I can imagine why. That sounds incredible. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Preston, we've actually arrived at a part of the show that I call it the bring it all home portion. And this is where we step away from stories. Yes. And I ask you to provide some concrete simple guidance for our listeners that they can take with them and apply in their partnerships right now. And where I'd like to start is I'm wondering what you would say is the best either partnership or relationship advice that you have ever received. Hmm. <sighs> hmm. You know, <laughs> the best relationship advice I've ever received is that you're going to screw up anyway. You might as well have fun. Um, and I got what that meant, that nobody's getting a 10 out of 10. No matter how good you try to be, stuff is going to happen, you know, um, and there's going to be stressful moments. And, you know, that's a part of the journey. So making sure that fun is a part of it whenever I can implement it, was some of the best advice I've ever received. Um, if there's another question, we can go to that, but I have even more. Yeah, so, definitely. Go for it. Um, another thing, not best advice I've received, but just like the thing that has supported me in my relationship, um, not just with Alexi, but with everybody in the world, but let's just talk about um, romantic relationships. Um, is understanding that everybody has masculine and feminine energy mm. and, that, and that it's always balancing itself out. So, and that it's not our job to stay in one or the other, but it has become a practice to dance between them, you know? So sometimes, and this is for all the women listening to this, if you are constantly in your masculine, there is no space for your man to be there. So um, remembering that is a, is a powerful thing. And then uh, part two to that is um, for men, because I, I coach women and different people, and I, uh, I hear this similar stories about how women aren't attracted to their men anymore because they don't make any decisions. You know, they, they're kind of blasé about everything, which is a, a feminine aspect. So for men out there, who would like to, quote unquote, and I'm doing quotes here, be the man of the house, then you have to start acting like it. You get to start moving into your masculine and being more decisive 
You know, the masculine is, is logic, it's, it's, um, it's science, it's reason, it's direct. And the feminine is flow, it's creativity, it's, it's, it's goddess energy. And, and a lot of men are operating from that space, believing that they're still operating from the masculine and they're actually not, which is causing a rift in their relationship. So understanding how to dance in between that and that, you know, it's, it's never a fixed thing has been um, a powerful lesson that I've been operating from. Preston, that, that's fantastic. I, again, I love that you brought up the masculine and the feminine. And, and I think one of the biggest things that we lose track of is that sometimes, like you said, it's a dance. Mm-hmm. And like you could be with your partner, I could be with my partner, Anna. And, and there could be times where even though she's the woman physiologically, yes. she's running more masculine energy than me. Yes. And when we can recognize that, then we can use that as a benefit and go, Mm -hmm. ah, this is your strength in this situation. Actually, you need to take the lead. Yes, exactly. Or vice versa. And so the more we can be aware of that and embrace it instead of making it wrong or weird or why don't you, it it creates that dance so that we're not stepping on each other's toes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm so glad you offered to add that in. (laughs) (laughs) So let me ask you this then, Preston. We know your book's coming out on June 7th. And no, I can't wait. I'm sure everybody else now is going, (laughs) okay, June 7th, put on the calendar. What other book or resource would you recommend our listeners and why that particular one? Huh. Um, The other book I would recommend is Alexi's book, 50 Ways to Yay, which comes out actually on the same day. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Other than that, uh, The Way of the Superior Man is actually a beautiful, beautifully written book. Um, And I think that it supports men and women. Um, Conversations with God is one of my favorite books that has ever been written. It's in some ways like a Bible for me because there's just so much magic in it, especially book one. Um, And... You know, the, the biggest book, the, the, the greatest book is the book of your soul. I would say, you know, a lot of people are, are trying to gather more and more information, but they're not embodying it. And the embodiment comes from just being with the self. So, yes, distinctions and knowledge, yes, beautiful. But if you're not, if it hasn't landed in the body, then it doesn't really mean anything. So slowing down and breathing deep into the body and recognizing what you're experiencing, bringing awareness to what's coming up for you when, you know, your wife or partner says, can you, can you pick up, can you take out the trash? Like, what is that? What comes up for you at that moment? Is it, does it remind you of when you were seven and you were forced to do it? Is that where the resistance come from? You know, like bringing awareness to what happens when, when, when your man raises his voice at you. What does that remind you of? And what are you believing about that? You know, that's where the juice is at. Yes, books, but awareness is everything. Yes. Thank you for making that distinction because it's, it's true. If we don't do anything with it, it, do, it doesn't matter that we collected it. Yep. I once interviewed a guy for a job. This was years ago. And on his resume, he listed that he had over 300 self-help books. He read them all at least twice, da 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 <laughs> And so my first question was, so what's the most important thing you ever applied from from those books and he looked at me and he goes what do you mean and i said well it's, i mean it's great that you've read these and you have this knowledge but how do you apply it in your life uh-huh. he couldn't answer the question <laughs> that's great what it was you- fascinating to think he'd literally done that much work 
uh-huh. and hadn't made that connection that it doesn't matter how many books you have on the shelf if you don't utilize that information in your life. Yes. And yes. so I just very politely said, tell you what, go home, figure out the answer to that question, then come back and see me. Yes, exactly. And I never heard from him again. But That's he was just like, it's collecting, it's collecting, it's collecting. And yes, you have to collect it to be able to apply it, but you got to make that shift at some point. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. like you said, bring it into your body. It just doesn't reside in your head or you just have, you're just hop, top heavy. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's, let me do this. Let, let's leave our listeners with, I'm going to call it an example of the payoff of partnership. And you've given us a ton of them. And I'm wondering if you've got one more in the bag where you can think of, hey, if I hadn't been in partnership, I wouldn't have been able to create this or experience this or do this. What would that be? Oh, <laughs> I mean, I'm living in that right now. Um, everything. Uh, so, you know, when I, when I first set out towards this, you know, mountain of supporting humanity and, and, and honoring the journey, I had no clue what was possible. Um, and, you know, a lot of people who, who know me on a personal level or anybody who's been following my social media for a while um, keep giving me the reflection of like, yo, P, like everything is, you're on fire. Like you're growing exponentially. And so is everything around you. And, and for me, that is because in my relationship, there is no place to hide. She, we're with each other all the time. And she holds such a high standard, and so do I, that, that if I am not living what I am preaching and telling people, then she'll hold that mirror up to me. And likewise. So it's been amazing because everything around us keeps lifting and, and shifting and revealing itself. You know, a couple months ago, we made more money than I've ever made damn near in life in a month. And... I looked at that and, you know, understanding that, that money is, is just a symbol, um, I went, interesting. And it was an of course. It wasn't like, oh, wow, this is crazy. It was like, of course. And like, then I had to be in the conversation of where did that of course come from? Oh, it's, it's from all the work that I'm doing. It's from all the work that I'm being in this relationship. It's from all the challenges. You know, Alexi is one of the biggest card holders to my tr biggest triggers. You know, for me, education, as a kid growing up dyslexic and being the dumb kid in special education classes, which is what I've labeled myself, but I was in special education classes, being the dumb kid, education for me was the worst thing possible. And for Alexi, education was the best thing possible. Hmm. She was a science nerd and figuring things out and reading a hundred books. I didn't read my first book till I was 21 years old. You know, I just got passed through high school because I was in special education as a child. And they have these little caveats that say you can pass somebody through high school if that is the case. Hmm. So for me, you know, we had a situation uh, a couple of months ago where we were both reading something on a screen. And she said, are you done? And I said, yes, which was a lie. I was still on the first paragraph and she was at the, at the bottom of the page. And we went ahead and went to the next article. And then I caught myself and I said, baby, I just lied to you. I just lied to you because I felt dumb, because I felt less than. And that's not fair to myself and that's not fair to you. And we went and we processed it. And for me, 
you know, people are like, dude, all this stuff, your bridge method program, your bridge experience, oh, all this stuff is happening for you. It's because of moments like that. And that's not possible without a relationship reflecting back to me my biggest fears. So um, I, if that answered the question, it's freaking everything. No, that, that answered the question completely. <laughs> because you're right, right? It's like you can't have a reflection without a partner. Yes. And one of the reasons I started this show is I, I, I grew up on a small farm in Illinois. And when you grew up on a farm, everyone I've ever talked to that did is like, it's about being self-sufficient. If you need help with something, there's something wrong with you. And mm. so you, you wear that as a badge of honor, how, how independent you are. Mm. And then one day it hit me that that wasn't independence. That was armor. Yes. That Whoa. that was keeping me separate from all the payoffs of partnership. Whoa. And so that's why I was like, okay, well, I'm going to start by partnering with all these amazing people and let's get this out there because I'm sure I'm not the only one. Yes. So wow. that's really where this came from. Um, so it's, it's just so cool that you said all that. So here's the thing. I mean, we're, we're at the end of the show here almost, but obviously you've got way more to share. <laughs> uh, so how can folks, you know, connect with you and, and, and find out more about what you're up to? You know, if you go to PrestonSmiles.com, you can find my book, my social media, my programs, and everything else there. So PrestonSmiles.com, and or just type in Preston Smiles anywhere, and it'll pop up. Fantastic. And if you're driving while you're listening or, or doing something else, please know we're going to have that on the show page. So you'll just go to Preston's show page on SpeakingOfPartnership.com, and you'll be able to click on all those links really easy and get in touch with him. Well, Preston, your stories, your, your insights, your, your vulnerability, amazing. Just amazing. I can't thank you enough. I know our listeners are just ecstatic at what they've just learned from you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday. So make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.